Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Why It Matters. In this increasing period of fundraising, debt financing is, for many startups, the only option to tide over this difficult period. Now, yet, institutional lenders often reuse or are unable to lend to early-stage companies. There is an alternative to institutional lenders, venture debt. But interestingly, it remains a relatively unfamiliar option for many startups in in Southeast Asia. Venture debt is at its core debt that is specifically provided to early stage companies and startups. This fundraising paradigm was first conceived and developed in the US and has grown in deal flow to almost 30 billion US dollars annually in the past few years. What should we take note of when it comes to venture debt? Let's find out more from Dr. Jeremy Lowe, co-founder and managing partner for Genesis Alternative Ventures. Good morning, Dr. Jeremy. Good morning, Elliot. Thanks a lot for helping me out with this. Let's talk about Genesis Alternative Ventures. It's one of Southeast Asia's leading venture debt providers to venture and growth stage company that are funded by Tier 1 VCs. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about how it empowers corporate growth while minimizing shareholders' equity dilution. Well, if you look at the Corporate Finance 101 and how a typical business would have to grow and scale the business throughout its life journey, it's typically through a mixture of debt and equity. For startup companies, unfortunately, they are not able to access debt, right, for various reasons. And one of it is because they have a lack of financial track record, which the traditional lenders like banks are not comfortable with. And hence, many of the uh, startup companies actually, you know, go about raising just purely equity throughout the whole journey of their startup and grow the business using that kind of capital structure. But if you look at a traditional company like an Africa Semi or even a large corporate, right, typically they will have uh, access to debt financing. The bankers are willing to lend money to them on the basis of company's reputation, the founder's reputation, and also the track record of the company as well. So I think venture debt is kind of like a in-between where we fill a gap, right, where the mm-hmm. traditional lenders are, are vacating and allow founders to get access to uh, debt uh, on top of equity that they already have. Mm. Yeah, there was a study recently that indicated that more than half of those who have not used venture debt have not even heard of it or unable to access it during their fundraising period. Uh, where are the gaps here? that, you know, A, provides a lack of knowledge or or B, the lack of opportunity in your observation? So, Elliot, I think there are two very distinct factors, right, that led to the study survey. And one of it is, like you say, lack of knowledge, right? Because a lot of the founders are very focused on, you know, developing their ideas, growing their business and raising the first risk capital that they have, right? And typically, the first risk capital that's available to them is equity. So, they raise it through angel investors, um, you know, seed funds and then venture capital funds that come along in the later part of their journey as well. Second part of it is really awareness of how debt can actually be a part of their capital structure and not many founders are really aware that venture debt out there right because there are very few venture debt funds out there for example when I first joined DBS Bank back in 2015 we were one of the first to actually roll out venture debt to startup companies in this part of the world and you know Genesis is in 2018 founded as Southeast Asia's first venture debt fund to help founders get access to venture debt. I wonder you know with the word debt in there maybe that's something that scares companies away. <laughs> It is, it is. You're absolutely right, right? So it, it does sound pretty scary as well. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if you don't have a very good uh, financial understanding of how debt can work, 
in growing your business mm. is absolutely a no-no for founders, right? And when we approach a founder with respect to their fundraising, right, whether they want to raise that as part of their capital structure, we always advise them to understand how that works. And we help them to understand how that works, right? You know, unlike equity, you know, debt is repayable. So you have to actually think, think about it like a mortgage, right? Yeah. So yeah. When you buy a house, you, you borrow from the bank, you service your monthly loan, and by the time you finish paying for it, you get your house back. That's the same way that venture debt works. Mm, that's a fair point. But also on that note, there is a bit of a relationship between, you know, companies and sectors that are probably best suited for, for venture debt. Is there a case to say that? I would say yes, and to a certain extent, no. Okay. Um, so some companies are more suited for venture debt because their business model requires more working capital, mm. right? So, mm. for example, a company that sells, you know, autonomous drones, right? So first they need to produce the drones in order for them to sell it to their customers. So you need to actually buy the parts to make the drones before you sell it to your customer. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, a, a e-commerce company who is a, a middle market man, right, that links the sellers to the buyers, they, they don't really have as much need of a working capital as required to a company that's in the hardware space, for example. So you're right, there are companies that are more suited for venture debt, but it doesn't mean that, you know, companies that are working in the software space doesn't have the same requirements as those in the hardware space as well. Mm, fair point. Actually, Dr. Jeremy, would you have any of Genesis AV's venture debt case study that you could share with us uh, ways that you guys have helped out these companies in the Genesis portfolio? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we funded about 25 companies in Genesis Fund 1. Okay. And, and the way we look at it is rather than industry focus, right, it's more of a business model focus. So what this means is that essentially we divide them into three distinct groups. So one group is actually looking at B2B, right, so business mm-hmm. to business model where they are selling products and services to companies that are enterprises. And on the other extreme, you have companies that are B2C, right, which are targeting consumers like you and me, mm-hmm. right? We buy everything from e-commerce and these are the other group as well. And then that's one group that sits in the middle and it's hybrid between B2B and they call it B2B2C. So if I talk about a B2B company, it's a company that's in Indonesia, headquartered in Singapore. They do what they call a logistic marketplace, right? So they help truck drivers who have their own seat, right, to connect to customers like, for example, P&G, for example, Coca-Cola, who wants to deliver, let's say, from a warehouse to the port to the warehouse, right? And yes, you have the traditional players like DHL and, and what have you, right? But, you know, in certain big times, uh, you have more deliveries than the truck drivers that these traditional players have. And you can get access to flexible truck drivers at any point in time at a better rate than actually the traditional players as well. So this company actually have used venture debt. We worked with them for, you know, last three years or so. They tap on us for two things, right? One is to grow their business, to be able to scale and fund and pay the drivers upfront as well. Okay. And then secondly, also to bridge the financing when they are actually trying to negotiate for a, a better terms and valuation with their new investors, right? Mm. So, so, I mean, that's a quick description of how venture debt can actually be uh, intelligently used. Mm, very interesting. And you know, on the back of that, I, I do like a good survey. I understand uh, INSEAD and Genesis Alternative Ventures did a survey. Could you tell us a little bit about it? I mean, who was surveyed and what were some of the highlights uh, that you found? Sure. So, you know, together with INSEAD, we wanted to find out actually how is the market perception of venture debt, right? Uh, venture debt has been around now for almost five, coming six years in Southeast Asia. And uh, we surveyed three groups, right? We surveyed the founders, we surveyed the venture capital who are investors in these founders. And then we also surveyed the investors who are putting into money into either VC funds or venture debt funds that go on to fund the founders and the VC funds themselves. Okay. Right? So this is the same group, what's 
a perception of venture debt. And to a little bit of our surprise, the founders now have a much better understanding of venture debt themselves, or at least they have heard of what venture debt is. But I think where more work needs to be done is that you know, more than 60% of all the Southeast Asian founders that were surveyed had not actually used venture debt before. So I think that's something that's so a lot more work to be done to help these founders to get up to speed, get comfortable, as you said, right? Uh, that is a scary word yeah. on how they can actually incorporate venture debt into their working capital, uh, uh, their capital structure. Mm-hmm. Is that view or, or that perspective of venture debt and you comparing yeah, firms, investors, different sort of uh, mindset, I, I guess, if I'm using the right words at all. But the study did find that investors view venture debt as an attractive asset class. How would the current bear market lead to an increase in demand for venture debt, say, say here in Southeast Asia? So I guess if you look from the investor standpoint, traditionally there's always been uh, VC funds, right? So the you know whether is it in a more mature market like the US, the equity funds would come up first, and then followed by the debt funds as well. And that's the reason why when you mentioned a bit of the statistics that thirty billion dollars of venture debt was put into play last year, mm. but that's on the back of about hundred and forty billion dollars worth of equity that one needs to start up companies as well. So if you look at that ratio, there it's about eighty twenty. 90-10 kind of sizing. And in Southeast Asia, I think the ratio is even smaller, right, for venture debt, even though it's much more earlier at that class as well. So I think when venture debt comes, funds comes into play, and because it's a debt component and an interest rate, you know, that goes into, into the loan, you know, investors in the funds actually love that component, right? Because as the rising rate uh, environment goes up, yeah. you know, so the loan interest rate as well. Mm. Actually, it's, this is a, a curious opinion slash observation type question, uh, Dr. Jeremy. Would you say, with regard to the popularity of venture debt, would you say Singapore's startup environment is a little bit more knowledgeable, you know, especially on the back of the push of uh, macroeconomic conditions? Uh, startup owners here want to find more alternatives in that sense compared with other parts of this region. Yeah, because I think, you know, fairly or unfairly, most of the, the venture uh, capital funds, right, whether they are in the equity space or the debt space, are based in Singapore, mm. right? So founders have the direct access to be able to meet, you know, venture lenders like ourselves or even venture equity investors like, you know, funds out there. And most of them are all based in Singapore. There are, of course, regional offices in Indonesia, Vietnam, mm-hmm. and, and so on and so forth. And we do try and regularly travel up to these countries to meet founders and, and be able to help them understand and also create awareness together in conferences, right, mm. where we can talk about you know, on the panel what venture debt is about, you know, what are some of the advantages and also not forgetting, highlighting some of the disadvantages as well and what they should consider when they want to look at uh, raising venture debt. So yes, founders in Singapore do have an unfair advantage when it comes to getting venture debt. (laughs) Yeah, comes back down to access like you mentioned. That's a fair point. Uh, I suppose to wrap things up, Dr. Jeremy, what else can be done to increase the use of venture debt in the region? A lot more. We definitely need to raise a lot more awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been doing it for the last six years. You know, there are more players coming into the play as well. And, and that's a very good sign that the market is vibrant and that the venture debt space is attractive as well. And founders, you know, now have a better, uh, you know, in, in, in like like you mentioned in the downturn environment, right? They have more time to think about how to, you know, get their business a lot more stable, okay. how to optimize their business as well. A lot of them are cutting back on operating costs. And when they go out fundraising as well, right? Now they can actually think carefully about the blend of both equity and debt before they actually make a final decision as well. So I think in the next five years or so, you know, we anticipate the market to be very attractive and we see more founders are willing to step up and say, I want venture debt, I don't know how it's being done. Can 
and you show me how it's being done. Oh, very nice. I've been speaking with Dr. Jeremy Lowe, who is co-founder and managing partner for Genesis Alternative Ventures. Dr. Jeremy, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day ahead. Thank you for having me. Have a good morning ahead as well. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.